This summer, we are focusing on building deeper relationships. And I really like that idea of building uh, because what we all know about deep relationships is that they don't just happen. Uh, it's a matter of lots of time, weeks, months, years of just slowly putting in the time, putting in the effort, and just it just builds over time. Uh, and I've been thinking about that a lot over the last week. Uh, Ashley and I just returned from Albany. We are back in the Midwest visiting family, and we are just so fortunate that we, we have deep relationships with our family. But it, it hasn't always been easy. Uh, I mean, there's lots of barriers. You know, we live a thousand miles away from most of our family. Uh, like every family, we have political differences and religious differences, and uh, we have different ideas about money and parenting, and there's been drama in the past but we still have a deep relationship. And a lot of it is because of these principles that we've been talking about over these uh, first couple videos. Uh, and so in part one, we talked about the idea that building a deep relationship means putting in the time, just showing up, continuing to keep meeting together. And I see that principle as something that's made the, built the deep relationship uh, in my extended family. Uh, we live a thousand miles away, but we've made it a priority that we fly out or our family flies out, we drive, they drive, and at least four or five times a year, we physically make time to be able to spend time with each other. And then we call and we text and we email and we Zoom, and so much of what has built the deep relationship that I experience in my family is because just putting in the time over and over and over again. And so I continually continue to encourage you as we are working on building deep relationships with our church family, let's just keep putting in the time. Let's keep showing up. Let's be in our small groups. Let's be in our large group meetings. And over time, that's gonna build something really, really great. Uh, but it's not just showing up uh, in part two we talked about that we want to serve each other. We want to put the interest of other people as more important than ourselves. We want to be the kind of people who are loving each other as Jesus loves us, and Jesus washed other people's feet. And I was thinking about that uh, again with my family this past week, that a lot of the folks that I was spending time with, at one point in my life, they probably changed my diaper. And at some point in the future, depending on how life goes, there's some of them that I might someday have to change their diaper as they get older. And it's kind of like the epitome of like washing someone other's feet. And there's been so many times in our lives where we've had to sacrifice, do uncomfortable, maybe gross things on behalf of the other person, where we've had to put the interest of other people. And that's gonna be so key as we keep building our relationships. And so uh, I hope that you've taken time over the last couple weeks, weeks, uh, however long it was since you watched the last video, and that you've been praying for a handful of people, and that if God gave you a little prompting, a little something sparked in your brain of like, oh, that's something that I could do to show some loving blessing uh, to that person, that you've taken that initiative. Uh, and that you've been thinking about those words of Jesus of, you know, what are the things that you would love for someone to do for you? And how can you take the initiative and how can you do that for someone else? And I really believe 
that as we keep putting forth those practices and they will be a part of the sometimes slow, tedious process that it takes to be able to build deep relationships. And this week, we want to add the idea that if we're going to build deep relationships, then we need to use words. That we need to use our mouth when we're in person with people, when we're on the phone with people, to speak words to them that show how much we love them. Uh, that we want to use our fingers, that as we're texting, that as we're emailing, we want to use words to be able to let people know how much we appreciate them. Uh, that we want to maybe pick up a pen even and write a note or uh, go outside and chalk something in their driveway. But we want to use real actual words to let people know how much we love them. And we want to love other people with our words. Uh, and here's where we get that. Uh, we're looking at uh, the one another passages. And so Jesus said that he wants us to love one another as he loves us. And then there's these 59 other one another passages that help define exactly what did it look like for Jesus to love us and therefore how should we love each other. Uh, and here's a couple of them that have to do with words. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4.18, it says comfort one another. Uh, in Ephesians 5.19, it says speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In Colossians 3.16, it says teach one another. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says encourage one another. In Hebrews 3.13, it says exhort one another. Uh, and in Hebrews 10.24, it says, stir up, uh, provoke, stimulate one another to love and good works. Uh, that when we get together, one of the things that we should make a practice of is using our words. And even when we're not together, just like when we're separated to pick up our phone and text, one of the things that should be super common in relationships where we are working to love one another is that we are using our words to be able to love one another. And here's why. It's because words are powerful. Uh, here's a last one we want to look at today. This one's from Ephesians chapter 5, uh, starting in 29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And we'll talk about that in a second. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, not your needs, what are their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Uh, here's what we all know, is that words are powerful, and words have the ability to be able to build other people up. That you can use your words, and when other people hear them, that there will be this moment of like, that's exactly what I needed. Like, thank you for saying that. That was so beneficial. And I think all of us, know this because I, I sincerely really, 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 really hope that all of us have stories in our life of times that someone said words to us and those words just were so beneficial for us. Those words were so much what we needed. Those words built us up. Uh, this past week, uh, I got a chance to see uh, my grandma. Uh, we have uh, an amazing 
uh, luxury privilege. Uh, uh, I have one grandma that's still alive. Uh, my wife has two, so my kids have three living uh, great grandmothers that they get to spend time with all in their 90s. Uh, but I got to visit my grandma. My grandma's 91 years old. And one of the things that my grandma has made a practice of in her life is when we're at family gatherings and we're together with her, she'll often take different individuals aside. And she's done that with, done this with me many times. She's done this with my sister, done this with my cousins, done this with my mom, my dad. She'll pull you off and she'll put her hands on your shoulders or sometimes right on your face and she'll look you dead in the eyes and she'll say, I am just so proud of you. And I, she's just like, she does this all the time with so many people. She's done this so many times with me. And I just can't tell you how much that has done for me in my life. And my sister and I will talk, like she was talking about how much it's done for my sister and her life. Just that we know that at the end of the day, no matter kind of what else is going on, I really believe that my grandmother is proud of me, is proud of the things that I have done in my life, the things that I'm working on, uh, the, the person that I am becoming. And that has just meant so much to me in my life. Uh, or a more recent example, uh, this past week as we were visiting family, uh, we were hanging out uh, with my sister and her family, and uh, my sister has three kids, uh, and her uh, middle uh, child is named Logan, he's a 20-year-old guy, and he's just like, He's cool. I mean, he's he's 20, and you know, he, he skateboards, and he plays bass in a band, and he's got long hair, and he's just like this, like really cool guy, and, you know. And, I, and I'm 43 and old and, and not cool. But at one point, we were sitting around or we sitting on lawn chairs, and Logan looked at me and said, "Uncle Jonathan, you're awesome." And I was like, "Yeah, like I am awesome," and like just. Those words at that moment from him meant so much to me. And I, just, I bet all of you have moments in your life where a coach, a parent, a friend, someone that you work with, someone took you aside or said a word to you and they let you know that man, I love you. Uh, I am proud of you. I, I saw that thing you did and like you did a great job. Uh, or maybe they, they gave you some words that maybe at the time were even hard for you to hear. It was probably definitely hard for them to kind of summon the courage to be able to tell them to you. But now looking back, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months, maybe a couple decades later, you have a thought of like, ah, I'm just so thankful that they had the guts to love me enough, the courage to be able to tell me that thing. And that was, that was what I needed. That, that built me up. Uh, and words are powerful. Uh, what we also know is that words are powerful on the opposite side too. Uh, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Because also what we all know is that we've received words in our life that they, they didn't build us up. They, they tore us down. Uh, they were not for our benefit. They have been incredibly hard and toxic words in our life. Uh, just thinking about words in my life and spending time with family, uh, it's just interesting how you like, have memories that pop up every once in a while. And I had this memory kind of shoot back into my brain of uh, this time when I was a kid, I think I was like third, fourth grade, and we we're spending time with some family and we had some chores to be done and there was these garbage bags that needed to be moved. 
and it just kind of like gross you know there was like you know like some sort of like fluid coming out of there you know I don't know what it was and someone asked me to move the trash bags and I picked one up and just kind of this gross stuff coming out of there and you know third fourth grade I was like I don't, I don't want to move it it's gross and the person just kind of scoffed this family member of mine and they walked away and like in passing they said these words Ugh, I thought you were a man and I I I I, I love that family member who said that. And that family member has said so many encouraging, wonderful things to me in my life. And I know that they probably don't even remember ever saying that. Uh, and if I brought it up, they'd be like, I don't even like agree with like all the toxic messages that like stand behind uh, a statement like that. But here I sit all these decades later and like I still remember those words clearly and they still sting. And there's words in your life, uh, words in my life, much harsher words that I've unfortunately been told, and I'm sure that you've been told, that just have a way of stinging. And what we all know, and this is unfair, is that actually negative words actually usually stay with us more than positive words. Uh, what researchers uh, will say is that it takes at least seven positive words to counteract one negative word, that we just need like so many more positive things told to us to kind of counteract some of those negative messages that we've unfortunately all been told. And so what we want to do is we want to be a community of people that are just going out of our way to say those positive messages to each other. Uh, and so here's what I, I want to encourage us to do. Uh, I want you to, uh, after you watch this video, uh, before you get together uh, with your group to discuss, Take some time, uh, get a piece of paper, and list out the people in your group. Uh, if you want to add a couple other folks that uh, you love in your life, some relationships that you're trying to build, you can add them too. And under each of those names that you list on a piece of paper, start writing out what are some of the things that you love about them? What are some of the things that you really appreciate? Uh, what's something that you've seen them done, that you've seen them do, that you're like, man, they, they do a great job with that. Like I am just so impressed by that. What's something that you have noticed, appreciate in their life that you could tell them that you could communicate, that you could find a way to use that to build them up and to benefit. Uh, and here's what I'm guessing is that for every single person, whether you know them really well, whether you don't know them that well, whether they're someone that you kind of like naturally have a bent to, or whether they're like a little bit of even a more difficult relationship for you, I bet for every single person, you can come up with a list of things that you really appreciate about them, some things that you have noticed that are really good, and some things that you could tell them that would really benefit and build them up. Uh, and then here's what's true for all of us is that while we can all come up with those things, something that it's, it's so often that we've just never got around to saying those things. That as you look at your list, you might say, man, I, yeah, I, I've thought that about that person before. I don't think I've ever communicated that, or at least I haven't communicated it on a regular basis. Uh, and what can be true for me is sometimes negative comments can just come easier uh, you know, those little sarcastic barbs that, you know, getting off into a corner and gossiping about someone. But it takes a little bit more intentionality to make a regular practice of making time to appreciate and love somebody else. So what I want you to do is make that list, and when you get together with your group, take some time to share what you appreciate. 
Uh, but here's the goal, is not just that we do this when you get together with your group and kind of have this one big appreciation, encouraging, build each other up love fest, although I hope that you have that when you get together in your group. But our hope is, is that we want this to become a regular practice in our life. Uh, there's this old, uh, I think it's like a joke-ish uh, that I heard growing up, uh, where there was a married couple and uh, uh, one of them came to the other and I think it was the wife who came to the husband and said like, Hi, how come you never tell me that you love me? You know, how come you never tell me that you appreciate me? And uh, the husband said like, oh, I, I told you on the day we got married, if it ever changes, I'll let you know. And I think that's sometimes how we kind of go about our relationships. It's like, I, yeah, they, I, I bet they know. Like, I, I bet they like have this idea of, you know, how much I appreciate them. And the truth is, is sometimes we can feel really positive, loving, appreciative thoughts towards someone else. But unless we take the time to actually communicate it, actually sit them down and just say those words, send them that text, send them that email, they might never know. And what we wanna be is we wanna be a group of people that are just so stinking generous, so promiscuous with the amount of encouraging, loving, appreciative, build one another up type words. Uh, another uh, kind of metaphor for this. Uh, when we were together with family, uh, somehow we got on the conversation, we were talking about dishes and we are talking about China and uh, different members of the family have different China that they got from their wedding or they've inherited from someone. And like, we're talking about how often do we use those? Uh, and my mom has a set of China that's actually really, really beautiful. Uh, and it sits in our China cabinet at the house that I grew up, it, it's, it's great. But I can remember so few of times that we ever actually used it growing up. Because like, we were always just kind of like saving it. Like we were saving it for that like special occasion. Uh, and I think we do that sometimes with our words. It's like, I'm gonna save those really encouraging words. Like if I write you a birthday note, you know, when we get to our anniversary, you know, when we have like, when like, something really special just shows up, then, well, of course I will say encouraging words. And what we wanna be is we wanna be the kind of people who like, let's use the fine china every day. Like, let's eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, snacks. Like, let's eat our cereal out of the china bowls. Let's just, let's use our encouraging words all the time. Let's just make a practice of maybe a couple times a day, make a, a schedule to think, who's a couple people that I can take some time to build, up, to build them up today, to give them some words for their benefit, and let's do it. Uh, and then finally, the reason why we're doing all this is because we want to learn to love other people the way that Jesus loves us. And one of the ways that Jesus loves us is he used his words. Uh, one of the practices that we want to do this summer is we're encouraging you to read uh, from the Gospels, read about Jesus every single day. So we have a reading plan that I know many of you are following. If you haven't started yet, now's a great day to start. And we want you to take time to read the things that Jesus said. Read the things that Jesus said to other people and just listen to the words that Jesus said. The, th the things that Jesus did, of course, but also the words that he said. And just take some time to meditate. Those. And those are words that Jesus in some way said to those people and he said to us. What, what love there is in those words. And not only did Jesus speak 2,000 years ago, but as we take moments to, to pause 
and to be silent and to listen, God is still speaking through his Holy Spirit. The words of Jesus are being spoken to your heart and to your head, and Jesus wants to speak words to you today. And we want you to make time to hear those words. And as we hear those words that Jesus is telling us, we will just, Jesus loves you so much and he wants to let you know. And then he wants us to turn around and in the same way that he is using words to build us up, to encourage us, to comfort us, to spur us on to good deeds, he wants us to use our words to, as disciples and followers of him to encourage other people, to spur one another on, to not let unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but instead to do things that are going to encourage and build one another up for their benefit, trying to figure out what do other people need and then use our words to help give it to them. So let's do it. Love you guys. See you in the next video.